Hi, this is Jess Von Bank with Jason Averbook for your Monday Mindset edition on the Now of Work. Thanks for joining us and happy Mother's Day weekend. I hope that everybody had a beautiful day and a chance to celebrate someone special. I'm just going to introduce Jason for this edition because I really want him to share and impart upon you some of the critical conversations he's having and really important insights he's garnering uh, with business leaders, uh, with solution providers who are reshaping solutions for the now of work. He has some really, really important um, insights and and observations on the mindset shifts that continue to happen right now, every day and, and right now in the now of work. We know that we've hit this massive unemployment number that has stirred the talent pot forever. So what does that mean? We also know that whatever strategy you had in place yesterday doesn't matter today, but you do need a strategy moving forward. So what does that look like? And, and you know, goodbye to static strategies. It, everything is agile these days. And so if you don't have that agile mindset in your organization, how do you build that muscle and flex that muscle? And what does a distributed model of work look like and how do we support that? Most of our systems and processes that we already have in place are not designed for the distributed model of work that we're experiencing now and that will probably persist. So really, really, I hope you listen and, and, and gather some, you know, get your pencil out and take some notes as Jason shares some of these insights. They're really important. This stuff is shifting every single day. So please enjoy. But, but as I introduce him and, and some of those insights, I want to reinforce one thing that hasn't changed, one thing that has not shifted, and that is that a business's ability to grow, thrive, and achieve their objectives depends on how they activate their people to do their very best work in the environment they expect. Again, a business's ability to grow, thrive, and meet their objectives depends on one thing, how they activate their people to do their very best work in the environment they expect. Now, I know the environment has shifted, needless to say, and how we activate people needs to shift, needless to say. But that is one thing we can hold on to. How you activate your people right now in the now of work is the future of your business. So that's where mindset comes in because you really do need to imagine and sort of reimagine what's possible. We need to unlearn a whole bunch of things to open our minds to understand what might be possible or necessary now and then rally support around that new vision and that shared mindset. But when you do this right, when you create a meaningful workforce experience in the now of work and you do it right, the proof will come in spades. I've always believed a highly productive, engaged, and intrinsically driven workforce will absolutely deliver their best and most meaningful work for you. So that is still true when everything else feels like quicksand. What you do and how you activate your people right now in the now of work is the future of your business. And so let your mindset shift, unlearn, relearn a whole bunch of things, and and rally support around a new vision 
Really wipe away everything that you knew to be true before. Listen to some of the insights that Jason imparts upon you and really challenge yourself to let your mindset shift and wrap itself around this now of work and reimagine what's possible for your workforce. Again, this is Jess Von Bank with Jason Averbrook. I hope everybody had a fantastic weekend and please enjoy these insights from Jason. Have a great week. Hey, it's Jason. Thanks so much for joining the Monday Mindset for May 11th, 2020. Uh, crazy week again last week. Every one of these weeks that go by right now in the middle of the pandemic uh, seem like a year at least. But uh, one of the things I love about these is the concept of every week that does go by, we learn more. Uh, we learn more about ourselves as people. We learn more about our families. We learn more about uh, the resilience that we have. We learn, learn more about the adaptability we have. And we start to learn a little bit more about what things look like post-pandemic. Um, you know, some things that happened last week that I want to make sure that, that I bring up just because they affect everyone's mindset. You know, let's start with the jobs uh, situation in the United States and the job situation all over the world. You know, we have a massive, massive unemployment situation in front of us that is going to shift and stir and mix up the talent pot forever. Um, what does that mean? You know, it means that there are jobs that uh, have been, or people have been let up, let go from their jobs and those jobs aren't coming back. There are people that have been let go from their jobs and those jobs are coming back. There are people that have been let go from those jobs and new people are going to come back into those jobs. There's people that have been let go or furloughed from their jobs where all of a sudden we just find out that, hey, machines are going to replace those people. And you know, before people get all over me for that, what I wanna make sure we understand is that for a while we've been talking about where do machines and people meet? Where do they connect hands? And you know, this is an amazing opportunity to rethink and reimagine what that looks like. So jobs and talent, jobs and talent are going through probably the biggest uh, shift and stir and mix that, that they've ever gone through. And what that basically means is it means we, we as leaders in the people business have an opportunity and need to shift with it. Now, what does that mean? That's the hard part. You know, assess, align, and act. Assess, align, and act. Assess, align, and act. Every single day, that needs to be what goes through our head. Assess, align, and act. And continue to think about how do we do that and build the muscle to do that on a frequent, frequent basis. Okay, now what that might mean is that we might be building strategies weekly. We might sit down with the next week as it comes by and rebuild another strategy uh, that, that isn't the same as the one we built the week before. And you know, people that have been in business a long time, like myself, would say, are you crazy? Like that's a new strategy and we're already building another strategy. Well, guess what? Because of the time we live in, the, the days of static strategy are over. Now, some of you are going to say we've never had a strategy. And that's, you know, that might be good and it might be bad. It might be good because you don't have to worry about these yearly or every two years or three year planning cycles that just aren't going to work for the foreseeable future, maybe ever. 
for those of you that basically have had strategies, you're going to have to unlearn the fact that you go through a once a year planning cycle and maybe go through a more frequent cycle, you know, a cycle every month in reprioritizing, refocusing and being coordinated. I'll say being coordinated is so, so key. So this whole concept about skills, talent, jobs, strategy, that requires us all to have an amazing level of adaptability and an amazing level of, you know, one of the things I've been talking about in the last week or so after hearing Mike Etling, the CEO of Unit 4, talk about it on one of my podcasts last week, was this concept of playing offense and defense at the same time. Offense and defense at the same time. So how do we think about the fact that we have to keep business running? But at the same time, we actually have to think about playing offense. What does playing offense mean? It's not sitting back and waiting. It's not sitting back and waiting for the economy to turn back on. It's actually playing offense and using this opportunity, the opportunity that we have now to make changes. Uh, a couple stories that I want to make sure I share about this. I had a brilliant conversation with a CHRO, an organization who's, I'd say it's a legacy business who's really been focused on bringing itself up to the 21st century. We'll just say that. And they've been focused on digitizing themselves. And their roadmap was such, you know, where they use a piece of core HR software called Workday that some of you may have heard of. And their roadmap for 2020 going into the year was we want to optimize our use of Workday. We're, we're happy with Workday, but we want to optimize our use of Workday. So that was their plan going into 2020. By the time, or excuse me, the pandemic hit, and basically what they learned, and once again, I get to learn amazing things from other people on my podcast. You know, I talked to Leanne Levensailer, the uh, chief marketing officer and head of strategy at Workday. And you know, she explained the coronavirus bump as a test. And I shouldn't even call it a bump, a test, where that test was, hey, let's see what happens when this happened. And a lot of organizations took on a lot of water and they're trying to figure out, whoa, how do we make sure that doesn't happen again? So this particular organization is saying, you know, guess what? The combination of us being an old school organization that truly hadn't thought about the future, combined with the fact that we're now going to be working in a distributed model. And just so you know, that's what I'm calling virtual work or you know, work from home. A distributed model means that we need to think about how do we change our HR service, and our people service delivery model. And guess what? That's so important going forward because most of our delivery models, most of our channels, most of our structures have not been built for a distributed workforce. Period, end of story. Have not been built for a distributed workforce. It's tied to the fact that we have a physical location to go to. So that was a fascinating example I wanted to share of their mindset you know, working in conjunction with them was let's, Jason, let's rethink this. Let's rethink what we want to do and let's focus not on optimizing Workday right now, but let's make sure we know what our strategy is and at least try to come up with a strategy and then get to the Workday piece once we know what our service delivery model is going to look like in this uh, distributed world. I had another amazing opportunity uh, last week to work with an organization who truly is thinking about how do we bring people back to work? 
And one of their challenges is their onboarding process is still such where they require wet signature. They require a wet signature. They require people to be physically onboarded. They require people to come in the office and make copies of their driver's licenses and I-9. And because of that, in a distributed model, they're broken. They're broken. So what was a priority for them going into 2020 all of a sudden changed. Where now they want to think about how do we get this fixed fast because we're going to have to bring people back to work. We need a way to do it that makes sense. The last example I wanted to share of mindset shift as you go into the week is an organization that we're working with who we've been working with for a while that was talking about the concept of digital employee experience or digital workforce experience. And they had a team that was working on their workforce experience. And then they had a team that was working on their digital workforce experience, which the team working on the digital workforce experience was in HRIS or HR technology. And one of the things that was so fascinating to me, and it's such a massive mindset shift that we all need to think about, is they said, is there such a thing as a workforce experience and a digital workforce experience anymore? Or is there just one workforce experience? And we should be thinking about what's our employee experience or our workforce experience or our associate experience as, of course, it's digital. But we don't need to say it's digital because a lot of people think, hey, there's a technology group that has to do it. We in the HR function want to own that people experience. And if we own the people experience, we should not say, hey, we're going to own people experience and you're going to own the digital people experience. There's going to be one people experience and we're going to own it. So those three things, and by the way, just really quickly on that people experience point, I think it was fascinating, and I think all of us are going to fairly quickly take the word digital out of our vocabulary and even take the word technology out of our vocabulary and realize what we're doing is just doing. We're creating an experience model that drives engagement, that drives listening, that drives coaching and feedback, and drives getting stuff done by our employees and managers so that they can go back to serving our customers in whatever conditions we live. So all that being said, you know, those three learnings, you know, first of all, let's let's refocus. Second of all, let's like really think about the things that matter now, you know, and then the third, let's get rid of that term digital and technology and some of the things we're doing. You know, we still need to classify it a certain way, but let's really focus on, you know, Employee experience and digital experience, they're the same. Employee experience and digital employee experience, they're the same. We have one employee experience in a distributed model, and that's what we need to think about going forward. So those I like to share stories like that because there are three organizations going through mindset shifts that everyone needs to think about and everyone needs to start going through you know, as we move forward. Uh, the last thing I just wanted to end this segment with was a thank you to all of the moms for Mother's Day. And didn't get a chance to do this in a live way, so for those of you listening to this, it's a little bit late, but I hope this message I'm going to to talk through really, really quickly resonates with you. So we all need nurturing. And you know, the people have asked the question about nature and nurture a lot. And you know, some of us have had more nurturing than others. Some of us were nurtured differently by mothers, our 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 birth mother than others. And what I want to make sure people understand is that a mother, a mother by nature, 
quote unquote is supposed to nurture, but it's really important that in the era that we live right now, that whether it's your mother, whether you're lucky enough to have a mother, whether or not it's a stepmother, whether or not it's a friend, whether or not it's a spouse, a partner or whatever, we all need nurturing. We all need nurturing and we all need never ending nurturing right now because there are going to be good days and there are going to be bad days. And on the bad days, what did your mother do for you in a situation where you were lucky enough to have a mother? Like myself, my mother would sit down with me, talk to me about it. You know, I'd be crying my eyes out. But guess what? My mother made me feel better, made me feel better. And I truly, truly believe that the world right now, that we all have good days and bad days. And there are days we're going to be crying our eyes out. Um, there's things that we see that we don't like to see. There's things that we hear that we don't like to hear. And we all need to figure out who our nurture network is, our nurture network, because it's really needed now more than ever. These are not connections on LinkedIn. These are not quote unquote friends on Facebook. These are people that you can open up to, be vulnerable to, and say, this is how I'm feeling. Let's talk through it. So for all of you mothers, thank you. For all of you people that play the role of nurturers right now, which I hope is all of us in one way or another, thank you. Because the world we live in now needs all of us to think about nurturing. Nurturing, 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 and thinking about how do we truly do a great job of listening, a great job of responding in an empathetic way, and really just play the role of helping everyone through the moment that we live. You know, the concept of these Monday mindsets is to really get you thinking. It's to get you thinking, it's hopefully to get you learning one or two new things every week. I hope they're valuable. Uh, as always, please reach out anytime. Uh, LinkedIn, Twitter, pick your network. If you need someone to be your nurture network, happy to be part of that and would love the opportunity to do that as well. Hope you guys have a great, great week. It's going to be an awesome week, second week in May. Can't wait to connect soon. Make sure you listen to our daily digital doses on the same podcast channel. And most of all, stay safe. Love you all and have a great week. Bye-bye.